Good morning, Bucks fans. It is Wednesday morning, which means it is time for Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith. And as always, this is where we take all of your questions. So if you have questions for us, if you're not already there, head on over to the Facebook page and you can leave them in the comment section underneath our live video. So it is always very convenient whenever we have news that comes out right before the show. So we don't have to tap dance around it. So uh, very thankful for that this morning. So tell us uh, what news has just officially come out recently. Yeah, I imagine most Buccaneer fans already found out last night that the team was going to sign uh, veteran running back Le'Veon Bell. Uh, things like that happen. You got to get the guy in. You got to give him a physical and actually get him to sign the piece of paper before the team will announce it. But all of that happened this morning. So Le'Veon Bell, who will wear number six for the Buccaneers, We'll be on the practice field in about an hour. Uh, so that's some help for what was a pretty depleted uh, backfield due to some recent injuries. Yeah. And so speaking of that, I'm sure that 99% uh, of the questions that we will be getting today are going to center on the injuries, who's injured, for how long, how we're going to replace them, all that stuff. So for right now, let's just give an overview look of what we know at this point of who's injured and how long we think that will last. Yeah, that was... That was a rough night on Sunday night. It was tough to watch at the time. And you start thinking about the aftermath and so close to the playoffs now. Um, and not all the news is good, unfortunately. Chris Godwin, who I think all of us feel personally very, very, we feel very bad for him. Um, he's done for the year with a torn ACL on that hit to the knee from PJ Williams in that game. Uh, just really, really unfortunate timing for him and for the Buccaneers. The Bucks' leading receiver clearly one of the key cogs in that offense it's going to be difficult to replace him basically you're probably just gonna have to do some things differently also Patrick O'Connor uh went to injured reserve with a knee injury coach Arians unlike with Godwin has not really had an opportunity to tell us if that's a long-term thing or if it's something he could come back from in three weeks that's a little bit of an underrated loss as well because O'Connor was leading the team in special team snaps he was playing basically 85 percent of all special team snaps and somebody has to fill, fill those in and that's not necessarily easy to do. So an underrated loss there. The guys we don't know about in terms of are they going to go on IR or not are basically Leonard Fournette and Mike Evans and Levante David. Fournette and Evans have hamstring injuries. Levante has a foot injury. So far, none of them have been placed on injury reserve. And I think the hope for all of them is uh, that they could be back for the playoffs, maybe a little bit sooner with Levante. But I'm not very good at speculating about injuries, so don't take that take that all with a grain of salt. But I think the hope is that some of those guys will be back, assuming the Buccaneers clinch a playoff spot in the next three weeks. Okay, and then, yeah, that actually, my, the next question was from John, who had asked about the outlook on Levante coming back for the postseason. So uh, of the injuries, um, does it feel like how, how many of them have a chance for that? And yeah, like you said, it, it's always tough to speculate, but if kind of what we think the options are of, if guys are back, if they aren't, what are some of the ideas of how guys could get replaced or how they could fulfill those spots until they come back whenever that is? Well, the Levante one for however long he's out is pretty straightforward for the last few years. Whenever Levante or Devin White has missed a game, Kevin Minter has stepped up and given solid play. So I'd expect to see the same thing. Um, it's, it's tougher with Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette, obviously signing Bell is part of that picture. Uh, Coach Arian said on Monday that it's, Ronald Jones's time now, you know, it's the reverse basically of last year when Ronald ran into a couple injuries late in the season and had a stint on COVID, the COVID list. And obviously Leonard Fournette took that opportunity to grab the job and then became just a beast in the playoffs and basically kept, kept that job and was playing really well this season as well. So now we have the opposite. 
Uh, Ronald Jones now will get a chance to do what Leonard Fournette did last year. And, you know, he looked very good running the ball last week. Uh, he's an explosive runner. I think maybe the addition of Bell might be a nod to the fact that losing Fournette and Giovanni Bernard for the moment takes away your two best pass catching backs, because that's something that Le'Veon Bell has done very well throughout his career. As for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, you do get Antonio Brown back. Uh, coach said he hoped he could play 30 to 35 snaps this weekend. Uh, at some point, Brashad Perryman will come off the uh, COVID list. And then otherwise, I think it's just trying to get more out of the guys that we have. And that didn't really work in the Saints game, but maybe with more time to, pre to prepare and tailor some of the package around what a Tyler Johnson or a Scotty Miller can do, we can get more out of those guys and maybe get more out of the tight ends. So it's, it's kind of a holistic approach. I mean, you don't just replace a Chris Godwin or a Mike Evans, or especially both at the same time. So you're going to have to do some things differently, I think. And that worked out perfectly because the next question we had was from Daniel asking about how much we think we might see more of OJ. So where could we, as, as much as we didn't lose a tight end to, enter, to injury, what are some of the ways that the tight ends could be used to make up for some of the injuries? Well, I think you saw some attempts of that in the New Orleans game. It just, they, the execution really wasn't there. I think we threw like 11 passes in, in uh, Gronkowski's direction and only completed two of them, something like that. So that connection which also struggled a little bit in the second half against Buffalo, that connection needs to get back to where it was a few weeks ago when Brady to Gronk was one of the best things we had going. I think Cam Braid is doing what he does and will continue to do, get out there and make some gritty plays, give you a handful of catches per game. OJ is definitely the, the big question mark there. I think he has one or two catches in the last five or six games, and there may be some more opportunities here, but it's kind of hard to predict a big explosion from OJ given what has happened this season. And I don't know whether that's opportunities or execution or what, but they're just, the Bucks haven't gotten a whole lot out of that this season. And I wouldn't expect that to go up by a huge amount now. Yeah. And we've, we've seen how much Brady likes to use his running backs in the passing game. Uh, it was so funny to me to hear when they talked about the injuries Sunday and saying, Oh, the Bucks lose their top three pass catchers. And they meant Fournette with one of those yeah. spots. Um, so Julian asked what are Bell's pass catching abilities? How much was that a reason that he was brought in as the running back replacement? I think that was probably a big reason. I'm, I'm sure there were some other options out there and Bell's the one they chose probably because he has shown to be a very natural pass catcher. I mean, he's got three seasons in his career uh, of 75 or more catches. It, really when he was in his, when he was really like the NFL's best running back for a few years, he was catching tons of passes and was very, very good at it. When he played in Baltimore this year for five games, they only threw the ball to him once. So I don't know. Um, that may just not have been part of Baltimore's game plan, but I don't see why um, he would be any worse of a pass catcher now. I think that's something that the Bucks will definitely try to take advantage of. Okay. And uh, Nick had asked, do you think Bell will start instead of Rojo? No, I don't think so. Um, I think Rojo's time now and Bell's just to give you some depth there and some pass catching ability. Okay. Um, and then what are some of the ways that you think that we could see the overall offense balance wise or the way they use the offense change with all the injuries of, you know, there's one thing to say next man up. And that's, that's kind of the, the phrase they love to use. Every team loves to use, but at some point, is there a difference in play calling scheming the, the type of offense it is? Uh, what do you think are the biggest things that we could say are going to be different about what a Buccaneers offense looks like down so many weapons? Yeah, in this case, I think the next man up might be Byron Lefwich because he's going to need him and his coaches and Bruce Arians. Uh, they're going to need to figure out how to uh, probably adjust this offense because you don't really have a guy now 
that can do for you what Chris Godwin was doing in particular. Uh, you know, he was playing 55% of his snaps out of the slot, was second in the league behind Cooper Cup, who's just breaking records all over the place uh, in yards after the catch. I mean, getting the ball quickly into Chris's hands and letting him get first downs and big gains was a big part of the offense. I think it's a part of the offense that Tom Brady in particular really liked to utilize. Uh, I don't think we have another guy that slots the same as Chris Godwin. So you have to use these guys, find ways to use them in different ways. We already talked about maybe utilizing more two and three tight end sets, um, maybe trying to run the ball more with Ronald Jones, uh, seeing what you can get out of Le'Veon Bell. Antonio Brown, I guess, could be your closest thing to replacing a Godwin in that he actually is good at catching passes over the middle of the field and picking up extra yards. So uh, maybe get some more of those type of plays into the game through him. And then just figure out what these can, guys can do and try to weather the storm until we hopefully get Mike Evans back. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. As always, thanks for those amazing questions. We'll be back here next week and enjoy your holiday. Uh-huh.